0: Hey guys, welcome to the Red City Gym Talk, episode 5. I'm Coach Mike, and today we have a fantastic person as a guest, Diederik. He's our member, he's our inspiration, he's an incredible guy. Uh, I would like to thank Diederik very much for doing this in English. I know it was uh, out of his comfort zone, and this episode is quite interesting. You get to know him, you get to see his past, we talk about... uh, weirdness in other sports and uh, strange thing it can happen in water polo swimming and etc etc and it just came out to be a very lively conversation hope you enjoyed, guys hey what's up Didrik? how are you doing welcome to the red city podcast this is episode five so we're keeping on we're keeping on working keeping on going how is life
1: hey michael good afternoon uh everything is fine here i'm uh healthy and that's great um, i'm enjoying work from home so um, everything is great here fantastic is good to
0: hear um, just uh, before ju- just to introduce you because you've been with us not as long as probably some other members and uh, because <laughs> <you> <laughs> just as you came i think a couple of months after we got in this lockdown No, it's more than a couple. I think like three months after you got in lockdown, people didn't get opportunity to meet you. So I would like to kind of introduce you to to our members, to our community. So Didri, can you tell a little bit about yourself? Like where are you from? Where were you born?
1: It's even not three months because I started with you uh, at the end of January. And uh, we were in lockdown like first week of March, so uh, even not three months. Um, I'm living in Neil for the moment. Uh, I was born in Mechelen and raised in Mechelen. Um, I have a lovely wife. Uh, I'm married uh, as from December, uh, which was a beautiful day. Um, yeah.
0: So, so a little bit back, I've seen some really nice pictures on uh, Facebook of you and Anouk. Uh, congratulations on the recent marriage. Um,
1: Thank you.
0: Where did you go? Where did you take all these nice pictures?
1: Yes, um, we had a dream of uh, marrying uh, in winter time uh, because we like the the cozy, lovely feeling of. Uh, um, of a burning fire and, and yeah, the warmth uh, that winter can give you. Uh, so that's why we decided to marry in uh, December, um, which was about three years after we get to know each other. And um, short after it, uh, we went on a wedding holiday uh, to our favorite place uh, in the Austrian Alps. Uh, it was Fendt, uh Utstal And... Um, we decided to do um, a photo shoot over there in uh, the clothing of our marriage day. And uh, yeah, it was a great experience and the results are, uh, yeah, just wow. Yeah, the pictures
0: are amazing. The pictures are amazing. You look really happy. How did you guys meet?
1: Uh, we meet due to uh, sport activities, in fact. Um, some three, three years ago, um, it was a bit after I started, uh, Stopped studying and started working. Um, I needed to change something in my life. Uh, I had gained some uh, weight due to a good student life. And um, I wanted to start sporting again. And in Mechelen, uh, they had a free, they called it Fit Camp, uh, in the park on uh, Thursday evening. Um, And because the, yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to go there. There you don't need to pay anything. You didn't need to pay anything. It was for all levels, uh, fit or not fit, and that's why I started with it. Um, that was like uh, one month before my first uh, CrossFit experience, and that's where we uh, met each other, um, as he was also doing those uh, sport workouts. And uh, yeah, from a was chef- it love
0: from was it love at first sight?
1: Um, we we spent some time together after it, but um, yeah, uh, you can say that, yes,
0: okay, very nice. And you said you uh wanted to get to sport again. Did you do something when you were younger? As sport, on
1: I um played uh, water polo for okay, uh, several years, um. Until uh, national divisions, uh, you only have four national divisions, and I played with uh, uh, a B team in the third national division. Um, that's where my uh, water polo career finished. But it was a great sport. Uh, we had some uh, Belgian titles uh, during those uh, younger years. Um, I still like enjoy. Uh, I still enjoy to watch a game. Uh, my brother still uh, plays water polo for the moment on the highest national level. So, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. And uh, I played water polo from my 12th until my 19th. Uh, but then I started studying. And um, yeah, it was difficult to combine studying with um, sport activities, for sure, because I um, I went to Gale for studying. And uh, yeah, I practiced water polo at home in Mechila and it was at least a one hour drive or one hour train. And if you do need to do that one, uh, once a week, it's okay, but if you need to do that more than once a week, it uh, it's, gets, it's getting exhausting. And uh, that's why I decided to stop at that moment.
0: I look a little water polo question. Um, there are some rumors about it about water polo you you know you know know what you you know what i mean right they the the rumor is that during the water polo matches people uh players don't avoid going to any length to get the ball and that means even like grabbing private parts under the water and doing like all these
1: weird things sounds weird that's true that's true. That, that's really true. I, I played it uh, for several years in in like uh, junior competitions also, and um, it happened to me in fact once that uh, an opponent really grabbed my private parts uh, <laughs> to uh, to have an advantage. Um, it's not that it happens every match or training, but uh, even while training uh, we practice some. Um, some techniques, and then not with private parts, but some techniques to push off on an opponent to have an advantage while getting to the ball.
0: <laughs> as it's... long as not getting to the balls. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, crazy,
0: man. Uh, and that's what I've heard, because I know, like, in competitive sport, I've read that they do it a lot, and it's not... it's. Um... It's, it goes to crazy length, you know, when you, when you get competitive, it has nothing to do with like, being sexual, just being, yeah. go, is I, going, for the, going for the weakness. Like wrestlers, for example, you can see matches, wrestlers go as far as sticking finger up the butt of the other wrestler just to get him out of position.
1: I can imagine, <laughs> but uh, for example, also, um, it was more fun to play against guys than against women. And that sounds maybe strange. Because um, overall, if you look at the same age, um, there will be some... F- for example, until 17 years old, competition was mixed. Uh, so you played uh, girls and boys together. Uh, but when you... Um, I'm, it was more... Yeah, it was more difficult to play against uh, a female uh, opponent because... Um, yeah, they had uh, uh, other tricks up on their sleeves than men's.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I've, uh, I've almost done water polo. I have uh, done competitive swimming when I was a child. Well, child, yeah, child from, from my five years old to ten years old. In Russia, in Russia swimming is a bit different, so we... We're in an open swimming pool. So in the winter, sometimes you got to minus 25 to minus 30, which is freaking cold. And uh, it's an open swimming pool, so all the steam from the heated water is coming up. It's like it's it's majestic. It looks like Iceland, a little bit like those nice pictures of Iceland. Our coach was wearing a huge coat and walked around with a stick, like a metal pole of five meters long. And if you weren't swimming well, the coach would, like, hit you <laughs> on, on, your, on on your calves or back of your foot. And so if you weren't motivated to give your best during the training, then you were. Yeah. And uh, Crazy. And I was invited to join the water polo team, but my kind of my coach stood up by me. He wouldn't let me, and then I don't know. I don't remember why it was. I was small, but I didn't join a team. But that's already when I heard all these rumors.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it was for me a fun time playing water polo, but in my younger years uh, I, I had weeks that I was six or even seven days a week uh, in or besides the swimming pool. And um, I tried to to restart uh, water polo just after stop, uh, stopping studying. Uh, just after I stopped studying. But yeah, if you spend so much time uh, in uh, a swimming hall um, yeah it's like you you can't get motivated to do it all over again. Um, I understand
0: what you mean I understand exactly what you mean and uh, but you've been brought up in quite competitive uh, surrounding them because if you've done competitive sport like this for so long it, it must still sit in you a little bit the competitiveness.
1: That's true. Um, for the moment, it's more like uh, I'm trying to challenge myself, um, not trying to compare to others. Um, because, and for sure, in, in CrossFit, I think it's difficult to compare to others. But um, for the moment, it's more about challenging myself and, and going the extra mile. Um, like, I ran uh, 10 miles yesterday. Um, just because one year ago I did the same and I wanted to see uh, if there was any uh, better results possible. Um, and So for the lost. moment it's, it's more like challenging myself.
0: Okay, but that's the only way you should approach it and I keep saying it also trying to cultivate this mentality in the box. It's it, there's so many factors defying, you know, like experience, uh, strength, natural strength, genetics, uh, the time you have to train. Not Some people can train five times a week, some can train seven times a week, and some have just three hours a week because you still have other shit to do. You got your work, you got your um, mobility, you got to move from work to home, you have to go shopping. You have kids sometimes or family you want to spend time with, you got to... I don't know, and a just married wife who needs to have your attention because if you're not, if you're gonna neglect her for, uh, because you want to train seven times a, a week, two hours a day, that's gonna come. They're gonna bring problems. So of course you cannot compare yourself to others. You need to compare yourself with yourself from yesterday.
1: But lockdown is great to have some more uh, training possibilities and so on for me. Uh, normally I have a really busy life um, also involved in some uh, event uh, projects uh, and that's on a hold for now because yeah we can't do anything Um, and that's why I have more time at home and also more time to train Um, and I'm feeling also the yeah the positives uh, positive uh, sides of that uh...
0: okay and and what and what and what what are the positive effects you're feeling right now
1: it's it's in general. Um, as I started crossfitting in January, um, I mentioned to you that one of my goals was dropping weight, um, yes. and also because, in my opinion, it's linked to each other. Um, if you're dropping weight, if you're feeling more uh, fit and healthy, also your mental health um, is going to raise, and that's what I feel at the moment. I, I have more, um, I am more fit uh, than, for example, three, four months ago. Um, it's easier for me to uh, be at work and stay concentrated during a working day. Um, those are all small things maybe, but they have a, a huge impact on, uh, on daily life.
0: Well, of course, of course it does. Um, small things. It's also relative because a small thing
1: might seem I don't know is it a small thing to you really? No it's, you... It, you know, it's it's to me it's it's a big thing because it was also my goal. Um, so for me what was important um, for others which are fitter, it's maybe not that clear that it's an advantage of being fit. <laughs> you know you know you know you know, you know difficult no 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 i know exactly what you mean it's like um
0: in general we don't appreciate what we have like as humans you know mm-hmm. we always look that's why there is a saying the grass is always greener the neighbor's lawn yes because uh you, you we don't so that's why it's so important to do the gratitude exercises i also that's why i also try doing the Brightspot spot Fridays, I do them personally every day, every morning, but I do it from Friday for everybody So even if people don't comment under un, under that post, but they think about it, it's already a positive thing Because uh, if you only look at the things you have and you don't appreciate it that you have and you always look around you It's very easy to get depressed because there's always somebody Showing that he has a better, you know, because you know, even celebrities cry <laughs> Yeah. So uh, and just sure because people... in these times <laughs> exactly. So if your Instagram is showing great picture doesn't mean that you are having a great life. So that's why I mean that's why you need to appreciate what you have and those small things help you. Goals are amazing, you know, like setting goals is uh, for me some for me that's the only way to move forward personally. If I if I don't set goals, I um, I feel like I'm always staying in the same place and I don't have structure. So I don't consider them... I don't consider them small things at all, personally.
1: Yeah, and, and if you've reached some goals, it's also important to to get to the next ones. Uh, Absolutely. Think, uh, to keep on improving and keep on focusing.
0: The best way goals work are if you split them in two categories. One category is long-term goal. And I speak really like a long-term, like 10 year or 5 year ago. Second goals... Our short term goals should be no longer a three month because um, that's why at the CrossFit, when we set in the gym at Red City, when we set goals, we set them for three months always, usually from, from six weeks to six uh, three months. Why? Because uh, it's long enough to reach something because you cannot expect to get results instantly. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's short enough not to lose it out of sight. So, yeah, that's why like six weeks, it's either a six week challenge. Or, or a three-month challenge, four-week challenge, which for me are effective. But you need to set a long-term goal. Like, like set it and kind of forget it, because uh, you and return to it like yearly, just to review a little bit, see if it's still the the same, if you still want to reach the same thing, and how close you've gotten
1: to. It. So yeah. <laughs> but but it's difficult to set a goal from here for in about ten years, in my opinion. I'm I totally agree that you need to have short-term goals and and longer-term goals. Um, But, yeah, the longer-term goals, if you look in five years, in ten years, I think that's, for most of us, uh, really difficult. Um, Because when I look at the last five or ten years, and if I reflect if five years ago I could have imagined that I'm sitting here doing this, what I do for the moment... I shouldn't have said. Maybe not. Maybe yes. But um, it's good to
0: understand what you want. And I mean, understand what you want doesn't mean like enforcing it on yourself and saying, I want more money. No, but you need to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, what do I want? Where would I like to be in 10 years? Because it is important to think in this direction because this will... Give you a certain path. It won't be a clear road. It won't be Highway highway 65. Exactly. It gives you perspective. It gives you like a little bit of vision, maybe a dream towards yourself. And also it helps you to understand yourself. Because if you can answer yourself where you want to be in 10 years, it gives you some sort of clarity. That's true. And it's possible that what you want now will change completely within 10 years. But it's possible that it will just... Change shape a little bit, but stay the same. Either way, I'm, I I prefer to have a path. Like, like I know where I want to be in 10 years, and I know where I want to be in three months, and I know where I want to be in uh, in one year, too. So, But that's something I just work towards myself. Personally, it's a choice. Yes. But anyway, that aside, let, let, let's talk a little bit about CrossFit itself. How did you get into
1: CrossFit? It was... Yeah, uh, three years ago uh, when I started uh, sports uh, sports again, um, I would like to challenge myself. Like I told earlier on, I wasn't interesting interested in a in a regular fitness abo, uh, uh, which yeah you don't have an uh, have a lot of uh, of um, training, you don't have a lot of coaching. I mean. Um, I just wanted something else. And I looked uh, also on the internet. I have uh, did a year before that, I tried to restart with water polo. But yeah, uh, I was exhausted of being in a swimming hole. So that was not the way to go. Uh, and then I saw a Facebook rotation of two fitness places. Uh, I will call them like that because it was ones of CrossFit Mechela. And the other one was the box in Mechela, which is not an official CrossFit Affiliated, but they they doing kind of yeah heat trainings, high intensity uh, trainings, and I saw those two. I reacted on the one of CrossFit Mekhla just because I wanted to try, and that's that's the moment when I fell in. Um, and once you start CrossFit, and that's what I experienced the last year, it's very difficult to go back to a normal fitness or to leave CrossFit. Because once you've smelled it, once you, um, yeah, you tasted it, the community feeling, the way of a workout, um, that's not the same in a normal gym or a normal fitness.
0: That's true. That's true. That's what a lot, we have a lot of people who came to us, a lot of members who came to us and just said, We're tired of just normal gym. It's boring. And it's also normal that it's boring because the sole purpose of a gym is to rent out the space and equipment. So like a basic fit, for example. Mm -hmm. Well, they have some group classes, but from the feedback I get from people who do that, it's very generic. Usually it's a low-level instructor because they're being underpaid. (laughs) At least that that is the feedback that I get. I cannot speak for... um, from own experience, that's a feedback that I get.
1: I did six months of fitness in in a gym close by at my home, and they're good. It's it's a nice place. Um, the per the people that works there are well trained, but you pay also quite a lot to train there. Um, it's it's uh, about the same as as the price of Red City CrossFit, uh, and yeah, you get coaching the first time and one week after. And after three months, yeah, they talk again to you. But in between, you're all by yourself and you need to figure it out all by yourself. And yeah, that's that's a big difference with uh, coming into a CrossFit gym and seeing the, the workout on the, the whiteboard or the blackboard and, and go for it. I have the explanation of a, a good trained coach each time again even if you did uh, 100 deadlifts or 1 million deadlifts oh, again oh. the coach will explain how to do a good death deadlift and what to look at what's the po- what the points of attention are and and that's also important i think
0: that's true that's true and which which, which uh, crossfit did you choose initially because you said there was a box and there was crossfit mm-hmm. mechalin
1: I went to CrossFit Mekula, which was at that time a really small or quite small uh, CrossFit in, I think it was an old garage, or or, um, it was really with two uh, garage doors, two huge garage doors, and uh, the space wasn't that big, but uh, big enough to train with, I think, 15 people together.
0: Oh, nice. That's perfect. Perfect. Now they have an amazing space, probably one of the nicest gyms, CrossFit gyms in, in... Possibly whole Belgium.
1: Yeah, I, uh, oh, yeah. it's my opinion, opinion also. Uh, if I look at the photos, uh, the pictures of uh, the new gym, uh, they worked really hard for it. They had a lot of issues in between construction and so on. But if you look at the gym now, it's it's wow, it's it's wonderful.
0: I think personally it's a little bit crazy to put white floors, but just
1: <laughs> <laughs> white from, from... floors and black
0: shoes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they're brave people, and I salute them. All right. And how long have you trained in CrossFit Mechelen?
1: I think I trained uh, I trained about uh, two years, two years and a half at CrossFit Mechelen. Um, had a big injury in between because I broke my ankle. What happened? Uh, what happened? I was still doing those fit camp classes uh, where I talked about, uh, I, where I started sports again, and I did a, a squat jump. And instead of landing on my boat feet, uh, I landed on one side of a feet uh, and um, yes, yes. my ankle broke. So that's also why I'm not really, um, yeah, I'm a bit scared for the moment of doing like squat jumps or, um, or jumping lunges just because I had that accident in the past. But yeah, sticks with you. Yeah, it, it sticks, sticks a you. little bit. It it, it uh. stays in the head. But uh, I had a great time uh, those two years at CrossFit Mechela. Nice people, uh, good training facilities, um, good coaching. But then after a year, I moved uh, from Mechela to Anil because we bought a house together. And um, then it became difficult because uh, Neil from Mechela is... If you do it around five uh, in the afternoon, you have, yeah, you need uh, half an hour by car, I think, even thirty-five minutes. And uh, if you take it for double, it's uh, one hour, even more than one hour on the road just to have one hour of training. That was a little bit too much.
0: Understandable, me. understandable. I would also would reconsider it if uh, if it was so long. Naturally.
1: Yeah, and, and the problem at that moment was uh, that if you look at... Yeah, Neil is part of Ruppel uh, region in yes. Belgium. And uh, you have uh, the Rogue headquarters here, uh, yes. which is... Uh, in fact, I discovered yesterday while running. It's like, if I take the car, it's not a five-minute drive from my home. I discovered yesterday, and a part, uh, aside of that uh, the Rogue headquarters... There is no training facilities, no CrossFit box in the whole Ripple. (laughs) Oh my God. And that was really frustrating at the moment I discovered uh, uh, one year and a half ago, something like that, uh, because I just wanted to continue CrossFitting, but there was really no opportunity to do it on, um, yeah, to do it in an. in a, an, in a good way, because when you, uh, like I said, when you need more than a one-hour drive back and forth to the gym, that's just too much. Uh,
0: that's a lot that's of why time. I
1: took a, a fitness abonnement, which was maybe one of the biggest sport mistakes I made <laughs> last year, just because it isn't fun when you once did CrossFit.
0: I agree. I, I understand, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, Mistakes. Sometimes you need to try something to understand something. So I'm not a big, I don't believe in mistakes as much as just, you know, a bad experience, which is still experience, so you learn from it.
1: You learn from it, that's true.
0: So uh, what's a common myth about CrossFit that you would say is completely not true, that you could debunk?
1: A thing I learned and um, what I thought about in in the beginning when I started CrossFitting was that CrossFit was for like, yeah, the bodybuilder type of persons oh, no. which which pull heavy heavy weights and uh, clean and jerk two hundred pounds each time in a and in a regular the, 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 workout. There that's, are people like this. That's there a There are meet. people like this. Yeah, that's a myth. Yeah, that's a myth. Yeah, uh, I'm watching a lot of CrossFit games, movies, documentaries on YouTube and 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 uh, Apple Music and so on uh, for the moment, and I. For the moment, I can't imagine that I once thought it was for only that kind of people because CrossFit is much wider than just pulling heavyweights.
0: Yes, it's, it's goddamn YouTube. Goddamn YouTube, you know, when people, I have I hear it so many times when people come in and they're telling me that they hesitated to try it because they opened the YouTube and all they see are either these mm-hmm. B- from CrossFit games just doing insane. And I mean, as a CrossFitter and CrossFit coach, I can say it's insane stuff. (laughs) Yeah, okay, (laughs) Or they do more more than just pulling weights. Yes, and... Uh, or even worse the fails videos oh my god yeah to be honest sometimes i love to watch them but i also hate them (laughs) because the 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 crossfit fails videos and a lot of stuff from them by the way is not even from crossfit classes it's just just somebody doing stupid stupid shit in a gym and then they put it in Mm -hmm. a (laughs) in that one video and that messes with our reputation too
1: yeah, that's Enough. true, but I, I looked, for example, uh, a few weeks ago, the the movie about the 2019 CrossFit Games, and um, if you look from, a, from far and, and you're not interested, you see people pulling heavyweights. But yes. when you look close to it, it's more and more clear also for me that it's more than just pulling weights. And and for example, for the moment in lockdown, we all need to train at home and we don't, we, we haven't, some people have other possibilities to train and other equipment to train. Uh, Some have likely no equipment to train. And there you see that CrossFit is also general fitness. Uh, And I mean, if you see the test, the CrossFit games at least get, It's swimming, it's running, it's bike. Combined with those typical heavyweight pulling and so on. But it's also general fitness. And I think, like, uh, I watched uh, um, uh, something about Dave Castro uh, yesterday. And uh, he was telling about the the quote, the fittest on earth. If it was to him that he could claim that quote for CrossFit... And um, I think he's right. He can claim that quote for CrossFit because you're doing so much different things in one games that it's, yeah, that it's really the fittest on earth. And that's why I'm for the moment a bit again in love with CrossFit because it's not only going to the gym and pulling heavy weights, but it's also running my 10 miles yesterday.
0: Absolutely absolutely but and and to be honest you know i agree with that crossfit athletes from the games are the fittest like matt Frazier is the fittest guy on earth and I'm, i maybe he's not the strongest guy on earth he's not the best olympic weightlifter he's not the best runner but if you put them but he is like a a very good olympic weightlifter and a very good runner and and i'm it's like crazy. like if you yeah if you, if you put like a midline through all the athletes and you put if you put like the best weightlifter and you put the best runner and everybody through the tests they wouldn't even be close to him they might win at a certain part of the event but they'll never get even close to matt frazier and all around yes wow he's just an amazing athlete yeah and great jeans and i'm not speaking the ones you wear i mean like (laughs) Yeah. yeah Yeah. all right (laughs) Okay, very nice, man. Well, thank you. thanks, man. What advice would you give, like, to starting CrossFitter, somebody who's just about to start with a CrossFit class?
1: Don't listen to the internet. Listen to the coach.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> and it's obvious that you need to listen to the coach. But um, also, don't start like I'm coming in uh, and I go all out for the first time because you're gonna. Yeah, bump back on the wall because, yeah, it's going to be too much. Do it slowly, uh, build it up. If the coach says, put less weight, put less weight. If the coach says, challenge yourself, challenge yourself. But do not start and try a 100 kilo deadlift if you didn't have to uh, do any any sports activities the last five years. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea.
1: Just build it up slowly and, yeah, work towards goals uh I set some goals for me for myself also when restarting at Red City CrossFit this year and uh yeah some of the goals are failing due to uh, covid-19 but that's another uh, another question uh, but most of it is going great and I even um put out uh, a new goal for 2021 uh last week so yeah that's my advice
0: very nice. And what's your best, most favorite experience in CrossFit? Like like what, throughout, doesn't matter CrossFit, McAleague, Red City CrossFit, what is your most favorite, brightest uh, experience or memory from CrossFit?
1: I, um, I think it was the Open of 2018 or 19. Oh no, 18, 18, 2018. So I, I didn't do the Open officially, uh, just uh, in Mechila, uh, in CrossFit Mechelen, they have the uh, open workouts always planned on uh, the Monday. So if, uh, 15, uh, is, if 18.1 is released, the Monday after uh, release date, we do it with everybody in the gym. That were f- five weeks that I was really like saying, okay, on Monday, you need to go to the gym because you want to try the open workout. And it was especially in 2018, um, which was about uh, one year after I restart sports and about yeah four or five months after that I um, uh, recovered from that injury from the ankle. And I did those workouts and I always thought like even the open, it's not for me. I'm not uh, good enough, I'm not strong enough, but I did the open and almost... Uh, I think double unders were in the open and that's the only exercise I failed. And that was a great experience because five weeks in a row, scaled versions, uh, obviously I finished a workout which was done by the whole world. So yeah, there was maybe in CrossFit my greatest experience till now. And that's also the reason why I want to officially participate in the open scaled. Next time when there is an open. All right,
0: all right, sounds nice, man. Okay, and uh, what's uh, what have you struggled the most for your fitness for your health?
1: it's it's about finding a rhythm. and um, during the past years, I started a new job this year in uh, last year in June, and uh, the job before, I was much on the road being at clients uh, all over. Uh, Antwerp, Limburg, Vlaams Brabant. And that was difficult to combine to a good rhythm. So sometimes I was training at five o'clock, sometimes I was training at seven o'clock, and sometimes it was like half past nine if I arrived at home, so I wasn't training. And that's something where I struggled a lot because uh, I just wanted to train and to improve myself, but it was. It felt like beyond my possibilities to have a good rhythm, to train good, to, to have a, a, a good um, nutrition uh, habit because I just was overwhelmed by my job and, and, and the time it took. Now that's I understood. changed jobs, so that's a lot better uh, now, but that was was difficult.
0: I understand. You know, there. I think a lot of people who would be listening to this would recognize themselves because a routine. You know, it sounds boring, like a routine. Oh my God, my life is a routine. But actually, <laughs> it's true. You know, it's not. It doesn't have a good, um, good meaning. That word for in a lot of, for a lot of people. But we humans, we are slaves to our habits. And it's our habits who help us be being consistent and getting used to things and starting to enjoy things which are actually work and unpleasant. And I'm air quoting with my fingers right now. Because watching your nutrition, for most people, it's a job. Uh, for uh, f- going to a workout in the beginning, even though it's nice, it's still a job. You know, it's 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 an effort you have to do. It's much mm-hmm. easier to stay at That's home. True. And it's that routine, that habits that helps you do it and find pleasure in it and the feeling afterwards. So yeah, of course, routine is, the finding routine is one of the most important things. That's and why nutrition.
1: I, that's yes. why I also uh, found it important even now in lockdown times. Yeah, there is a lot have been talked in the beginning about rhythm and being at home much more and yeah, changing from normal life to uh, being just... 24 hours in the same house. But as from the beginning of the lockdown, I sticked to some rules about uh, rhythm, about uh, just regular life. Normally, I stand up at 6.30 in the morning just to have a shower and to go to work and I still do that. I still wake up at the same hour, just with the same routine to be at my desk at home at the same moment. And uh, does it help you? Does it help you to maintain the rhythm? It helps a lot. Uh, also for uh, sports, when I joined Red City CrossFit, was always the plan to do uh, workouts immediately after after work. So finishing work like at 4:30, going to Red City CrossFit, do workout and go home. Uh, that was always the plan. And also for now, I like today. Uh, I'm working until. For example, 4:30 around that, and when I leave my desk, I put on my my um, sports clothes, and yeah, I go for a workout or like yesterday, I go for a run, and I really stick to some yeah to some points to some rules I had in the past, and that's really helping to get through these uh, this, this lockdown periods. I have the I feeling it's helping.
0: I also think, you know, what would help. What helps people? I mean, you're doing a great job with your consistency. And it's also good that you have Anouk, who is also kind of keeping you accountable and is helping you to kind of stay on track, I'm sure. And But what also has like little things... We spoke about habits. If you have difficulty to start training, you're like, oh, "I don't feel like it today." Mm. The easiest thing to start just put on your training clothes. If you're gonna put your shorts on, your t-shirt for the training, it's like half of the start is there. For for, for and I know for for a lot of people, including me, it helps enormously just to put your training clothes gear on, and okay, and you're already ready
1: to start, and that's, that's much true, easier. You don't put it on if you don't gonna work out. How stupid is it to put training gear on <laughs> if you don't do a workout? You got a point there. You got a point. And it's, all, it's a
0: first step. It's like um, it's like a locomotive, you know. It's really hard to, p- to push the train into motion. But once it's moving, it's hard to stop it. Yeah. And basically, like, put your clothes on is that first push to the train uh, to let it roll. Once you put it on and you start to do the warm-up, you start to roll your shoulders a little bit. You're already starting, you know, and if you have a if if you have a program, if you know what to do, the rest is easy.
1: It's an habit, and like like Tuesday is running day for me. That's for a couple of weeks now. In fact, since we started uh, lockdown, uh, Tuesday is always running day, and yeah, that's that's an habit, and if you stick to it, you stick to it. Very good. very good. By the way, congratulations on
0: uh, winning the third place in the challenge. I put I put the prizes aside so when we come to the box, I will give it Great. to you guys. Great. Um, but the question the question is are you now that the challenge is over, are you able to maintain the habits to still apply the things which you learned during the challenge and you tried?
1: Yes, really yes and and I'm uh, overwhelmed in fact about how good and I keep some uh, some wood for the moment, how good that's going. Um, we learned, I learned, we learned, me and Anouk, uh, a lot during the challenge uh, about nutrition, about um, mindset, uh, about training, and, and we're really trying to stick to that program. And even if we, need to restart, for example, with uh, taking photos of our, our food, uh, it will now still be the same as during the challenge because we still have those tips we got implemented. And that's great for me. I started at Red City CrossFit and I mentioned at that time that nutrition was not my biggest Concern for that moment, but we learned a lot during those uh, th- those um, challenges.
0: Four weeks, now. yeah, four those weeks. Four weeks.
1: Yes. And also the 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 mindset videos uh, of Maria, I think she called. Yes. Um, yes. Because once uh, she did the um, the example of the fixed mindset and the growth mindset, and uh, she. Gave the example of a student that needed to talk before a classroom in another language, and she said, "Yeah, you're gonna imagine one. Yeah, no, I can't do this. Uh, I'm, I can't talk French. Uh, it's not my strong point. Or two. Okay, it's maybe not my strong point, but when I do it, I will improve it. And and yeah, that's a really." It opened up uh, a lot of a lot of ideas. So it just op- it's it's like a
0: paradigm. It changed your perception a little yes. bit.
1: Yes, very good. Sure.
0: I'm so glad to I'm so glad to hear. Also, a huge shout out to Next Level Human Girls. For sure,
1: Claudia. Marie,
0: like... Absolutely. Really, really thankful that they supported us in this time and uh, just came up with this challenge. I'm I'm a little bit up, well, not upset. I think it's not. As, Unfortunate that not more people participated because I know everybody will benefit from it. But I'm really glad that those who participated, like you guys, you got so much value out of it.
1: And we we had a strong... In my opinion, we had a strong advantage of being together and keeping each other accountable, me and Anouk. Because, yeah, every time she eats something, I see it. And every time I <laughs> eat something, she, she eat. Uh, but... Okay but it worked and and even some small changes in the beginning changes a lot in the whole in the whole program because I was doing some uh, muesli bars in the morning in the morning uh, and just yogurt at the, at noon and that's when Claudia told me try to keep those those muesli bars away and uh, because they they contain a lot of sugar and yes. just change it by your yogurt routine you have at noon and change and add some just some salad or an egg or something like that at noon and you will see the benefits and I know I was on the the scale uh, at the beginning of Red City CrossFit and I was (laughs) a bit uh, sad about the weight uh, I had at that moment. But now after the challenge, I drop, uh, if I look at the weight this morning, 8 kilos and a half. 8 uh, kilos and a half. 8 kilos and a half. Since, that's be, in... since the end of January. And most likely to the challenge. Just by that's... adopting some small changes.
0: That's amazing, Diedrich. That's really amazing. Congratulations on that. That's, and, uh... and
1: that's also something that keeps me motivated. Because I, I set a goal and I'm almost most at that goal now. And... I talked about it to, to Anouk yesterday and I didn't said I'm almost at my goal. I just told her, okay, maybe next week I will be at my goal and then there is the next one.
0: What's the next goal?
1: Yeah, I I, uh, I said um, at the beginning of uh, Red City Fem- uh, CrossFit that I was, uh, was wishing to do 10 uh, sport events this year and I would like to have the Uh, Weight drop beneath 100, and um, the second goal is almost accomplished. Uh, The first goal, yeah, it's a bit difficult for the moment, but okay, uh, it's not up to you right now, and we will see uh, at the end of uh, of the summer, in the beginning of uh, uh, September, October, what will uh, be possible. Um, But the two new goals is to keep on losing weight on a healthy way by watching nutrition and keep on doing sports like i do for the moment to reach out my lowest point i was like about two years and a half ago two years ago which was 90 that's my next goal and i added a goal for 2021 and that's that i um bit, a bit inspired by the the crossfit games athletes i want to do uh one eight uh, part of a triathlon in 2021. Okay, so very nice. 500 meters of swimming, 20k uh, bike, and a 5k run. That's a well, goal I think for 2021.
0: That's that's quite doable. I'm sure. I'm sure if you carry on like you're doing now, you'll be able to crash it. You'll be able to crush it by then. Okay, Didrik, we're gonna round up a bit. Um, do you have any questions for me, or anything I could answer for you?
1: I was uh, because you you asked it to the rest also in your in the previous podcast so I thought a lot a last days about about the, those questions and in fact I have two. Um, All right. The first one is about CrossFit Kids. Uh, yes. Because I've seen also Mecha um, tried that CrossFit Michela tried it to do CrossFit Kids. Uh, I think it was on Sunday morning, but they stopped after a while. I don't know the reason. You started now with CrossFit Kids digitally. Is it a dream or a goal to have it also implemented in the gym when lockdown is over? Um, Yes,
0: I would like to have it in a gym. It didn't go virtually for a number of reasons because a lot of kids are already over abused with kind of homework they have to do for school and other sports Mm -hmm. activities. And some kids do play football, for example, and they have to do already exercises for that. And then so, online it just didn't it didn't go unfortunately because Jenny is doing an amazing job she's really really good and she's already it's her profession she's a PE physical education teacher in school for the kids so she knows how to do it but uh, online didn't go now but I would love to because there is demand people are asking about it and I'm sure it's beneficial I'm sure it's beneficial for the kids to learn how to move to move to expand some energy in a good way and learn how to do squats how to do pull ups how yeah. to do burpees of course how can we live without the burpees so mm-hmm. i'm pretty so i'm pretty confident that uh, it's a good thing to do i'm going to try it we're going to try it for sure
1: yeah I, th- I think it's a good idea because you learn some skills by doing crossfit that can be useful in daily life uh, absolutely okay, you don't deadlift 100 kilo each day in daily life But it keeps you focusing on how do I need to lift the weight on a healthy way, for example. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you learn it at a young age, that should be good. Second question, I've seen the last weeks that you um, learned a lot uh, of new ways to communicate with uh, Red City Family and new applications like there is True Coach and so on. But what's really your biggest achievement and professional or private at the moment during these lockdown times?
0: That's a good question. My most... Uh, well, there are a few. There are a few. First of all, I stopped biting my nails. <laughs> I beat my—it's crazy. I beat my nails as long as I remember since I'm two, and I haven't beaten them for a month now, uh, which is a huge accomplishment for me. Like, That's... like, pers- yeah, <laughs> it's as small as it sounds. I've also watched my nutrition a lot. i uh, been really busy with it. Be- be just, I don't know. Lockdown gave me kind. I of, also reviewed a little bit of professional views and my position on things and. Uh, it was a useful experience, it's it's quite crushing in a way because uh, everything is going to change now and I have to prepare for the unexpected. But that's basically what CrossFit does, that's what CrossFit is about, you know, being prepared for the unexpected that's and uh, that's kind of thing. So I also I am going to try to present, not try, by Friday I'm going to present my plan for opening. I don't know exactly when I'm we can curious. start to do CrossFit. But I already know how I'm gonna tackle it to make sure the people are safe and can train and uh, continue. But it will come with a lot of adjustments, and yeah, we need imagine. to ac- we need to accept it and understand that it won't be a simple one-two-three thing. We <laughs> we we're gonna add a lot of things, like even starting with just measuring temperature of, me- of members who are coming with a with a hands-free yes uh, say, thermometer. Yes. Because because it's not only about following the guidelines by the government. It's also about you guys and also the coaches feeling safe.
1: Yeah, of course. And you see that also, uh, because Anouk is working in, in, how do you call it in English, a retirement house? Retirement home, yeah. A retirement home. And you see that uh, retirement homes, which did more or which did uh, some things earlier, than the government said were less affected and infected by the coronavirus. So it's not only about what government tells us, but in my opinion also about, yeah, being even one step ahead.
0: Absolutely. Especially
1: because Belgium doesn't even have a government.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's another question. But I can imagine but you can't explain that to your Russian family. <laughs>
0: uh, man, my Russian family is living under Putin. They have their own shit to worry about. <laughs> <Yeah. so>. <laughs> that's <laughs> so also uh... true. That's also true. All right, Didrik, I would like to thank you for this uh, podcast, and opportunity to talk to and get to know you better. Um, I hope to see you soon. I'll see you online. I'll see you busy. I'll see your results. And Matthias also lets me know about how you guys are doing and you're doing great.
1: Yes, so, it was a pleasure to be in the podcast. Um, <laughs> it's also a pleasure to listening to them. Though, so, uh, thank you very uh, much. It's it's a good extra way in these uh, lockdown times. Uh, Thanks, Didrik. Huge, um, huge greetings to Anouk. I will do. I'm very uh, looking forward to the plan of Friday, and um, yeah, hope to see you soon.
0: All right. Likewise. Yeah. Likewise, Didrik. Yeah. Take care. So, guys, hope you enjoyed this conversation, got to know Didrik a little bit better, got to know me a little bit better, and learned something or got inspired a bit by the story. Next week, we're sitting down together with Coach Matthias, so subscribe to the podcast not to miss it. Looking forward to talking and posting and sharing this next week, and wish you a really amazing day, week, and life. Have fun, guys.